Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat And let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I have another guest with us here today. Her name is Shannon Early, and she is a mom of four children aged 10 and under, two of which have autism, and one has a rare genetic disorder. She's a homeschooling nerd, lover of Jesus, red lipstick, and family. Her motto is Jesus, laughter, and love. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you want to add anything to that introduction? Well, firstly, thank you for the introduction. I'm super duper pumped to be here. I think um, another thing I'm kind of proud of is I'm a survivor of abuse in all of its forms. I'm a big advocate for getting women help. I'm also a MOPS leader. I'm the like prayers and care spiritual leader for our MOPS group. And um, I also have a mama meetups group where I get to meet women online every two weeks to just have a support system, a little village because they're lonely. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love MOPS. I did my first year of MOPS last like season and really, really enjoyed it. But the church that I was going to locally changed it to something else and it didn't work with my schedule this year, Mm. but I really miss MOPS. Like it was just great. I should probably find another group. So thanks for bringing that up. I know it's so great. Like I'm, I'm so MOPS obsessed. Like it's all my keychains are like MOPS, you know, girl. And then (laughs) we're, it's part of a mom's next one too. So even though I have older kids, I get to still be a member because it was so sad when women would like phase out, like what was the point of making all this community and then being like, peace, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I hear you. And I think that's so important. We actually had this, it was at our doctor's office. It was called centering parenting and our doctor's appointments for like pediatricians when our son was like really young, were together with other young families, like kids that were within like a two or three month window of our son. And so we would all go see, like we would get to play on the mat and just like hang out together and chat. And we would go see the pediatrician, like individually one-on-one to do all of like the basic stuff. And then we would talk about parenting together. Like, Oh, "Oh, is your kid sleeping through the night and how's feeding going? And, and just all these other things. And it, it was so refreshing because you got to hear like other people's struggles, but mm-hmm. also get tips with other people's yes. wins of like, this is what we're doing. And yes. so it was amazing. And then COVID happened and then we couldn't uh, meet anymore. And it was like, oh, I miss all these moms with kids the same age as mine. But I then know. all COVID of our friends everything. at church. You can't even our- just take your kid to the museum anymore. Like it's a rainy day. You can't go to Chick-fil-A. Yep. You're just stuck inside eternally. It's insane. <laughs> yes. yes. Hopefully it changes soon. 
I know. I know. I'm excited for that. Like sometimes when I go out with a bare face, I'm like, oh, scandalous. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm in Alaska. And for us, thankfully for a while, it seemed very normal. Like there have been mask mandates or like certain places are particular, but for the most part, like, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of been COVID immune. Like I've had COVID, but Mm our life for a period in 2020 was like turned upside down, stay home. Everything's closed. Like it took forever for the movies to reopen, but like, honestly, it's been kind of life as usual. You'll go some places where everyone's wearing masks and and people like want to yell at you to get out of their store if you don't have Mm -hmm. one, but I know the big signs. (laughs) Yeah. But it's been pretty good here. Where, where do you live? I'm in Virginia actually. And it's crazy that you're in Alaska. So Today's my birthday and I'm having, yes, and I'm having a mops mom party at my house tonight for myself. I'm throwing myself a party basically, but all of a sudden this freak snowstorm is coming and Virginians and snow, like it, things just shut down. And I think we might get one or two inches and people are already texting me. Like, I don't know if I can make it tonight. I'm like, come on, it's going to be great. Yeah. So just drive slow, two hands on the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get snow all the time. So I can't even imagine. Do you live in a part of Alaska where like you don't see the sun sometimes or like you don't see night sometimes? It's not that serious where we live, but it, but it is pretty serious. Like you wake up and it's dark and Mm -mm. I, so I think the midst of it, it's like 10 between 10 and 11, the sun comes up. But then it's going back down between three and four. Like that's insane. In the darkest part of winter, it's bad. It's very bad. I feel um, like I'd have to have a tanning bed in my house just to get like yeah. vitamin D. You know, I used to. I used really? to. Now I have a unsponsored plug, Planet yeah. Fitness. <laughs> I have just like a twenty dollar a month Planet Fitness membership, so I can go tanning and use their massage chairs. <gasps> I do work out sometimes, right? But yeah, like ish. my motivation to get there is like to tan and use the massage dude. that was me when we had a gym membership that's it gets you in the door they know what they're doing yep. and you get child care you get child care and tanning it's like a vacation we don't have child care at ours so <gasps> just kidding i pay you're a right, different this babysitter fitness you're right <laughs> yeah. dang they don't yeah they don't have child care here either i forgot we have one club it's called the alaska club again unsponsored plug i'm like rolling my eyes here guys <laughs> Yeah, um, but it's like, it's like almost $200 a month for a family, but they have a pool. So we're like, one day we'll be able to justify this expense and we'll be able to go there and they have childcare and, and other like added resources and stuff, fitness classes and things that like planet fitness doesn't offer. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, to say all of that, we used to have a tanning bed and I used it a lot, but in the sun, like the summer makes up for it so much because the summer is like, the sun doesn't go down. It's warm. It's green. You're hiking. You're like, Oh, I'm getting a little tired. What time is it? 1130. Oh, wow. Six hours. I feel like it's a foretaste of heaven. How it says that there's never going to be any night, you know, and there's just going to be light everywhere. That's kind of cool that you get to sample that. I love that you just said that because that like, that explains it for me. Like I felt it in my heart. Right. But I never had words to describe, but like that is Alaska summer. Oh, a foretaste of heaven. Everybody go to Alaska. Yeah. Don't go in the winter. Yep. Because it's a foretaste of the other place. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, (laughs) but the winters are great too. Like the snow is fun. There's the Northern lights. Anyway. Yeah. This podcast episode is not about me. So (laughs) 
Sorry, I I like talking and meeting new people. (laughs) I agree. I love it. So one of the things that we talked about before jumping on the recording is about your experience, um, like growing up and being a survivor of abuse in all of its forms. And I know I've talked about that with my followers about what that was for me, even just briefly, but if you're willing, I would love to get into this because like you said, I believe it really does help us. And you had said it helps you understand more women on a deeper level and you Mm -hmm. can appreciate the things that are good in life in an unshakable way. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Please. I think if I, yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, trigger warning, everybody, all the triggers, um, turn it off. If you, if you can't handle it right now, it's okay. We love you. It's all good. Um, I, at the end of the day, I'll say like, before I start in the beginning, I am thankful. It sounds bananas, but I am thankful that God allowed me to go through these experiences because I'm able to appreciate my husband on a level that is just amazing that I don't think I would have done if I didn't experience this. And also I'm able to understand Jesus's actual, the way he saves us. And I think you know, some people, it's got to be hard if you have a perfect life to be a Christian. It's got to be hard because there's just no way that you could understand what it is like to actually be lifted from the muck and mire. And um, I actually have a tattoo on my arm. It's uh, whoop, it's one of the Psalms. It's Psalm 41 through four. And it says, I waited patiently. It doesn't say this on my arm. I'm telling you the Psalm. Um, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me from the muck and mire and placed me on a firm rock to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to the Lord. And that was my like saving verse. So mm-hmm. we'll go back. I'm the daughter of an Italian ma- lady. She just says it like it is. She's very opinionated. And every opinion she says is the truth to her. And my father was a U.S. Marshal. Um, and before that, a Marine. So everything had to be like just so. Um, mm-hmm in my family. When I was 13 years old, I started talking to a boy who was 18, which already like you shouldn't, it's already gross. Yeah. Um, but he would wait for me at the bus stop to rape me almost every day of the week as a 13 year old girl. And, you know, I would go home and my mom, I remember she just didn't understand why I was getting moody and It froze. Oh, okay. What's the last thing you heard? She said, my mom, you said my mom just couldn't understand why I was getting moody. Okay. I think, are we good? Everything's flowing now. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the last thing was my mom just couldn't understand why I was getting moody. Yes. Okay. So my mom couldn't understand why I was getting moody and just being kind of far off, I guess. And I just knew I couldn't tell her, um, in my heart, I was like, she, she was kind of like a nominal Catholic, very much like the things you do are going to send you to hell. Like you, I don't know, just different. So, um, I, I just felt like I couldn't tell her. And I remember one day she was calling my grandmother and I, I picked up the phone and I heard my mom saying, my daughter's such a bitch. Have you ever just hated your daughter before? I just hate her so much. And I just remember thinking like, okay, there's no, like, 
I can't tell my mom, this is totally not going to happen. And so this rape and abuse continued for about two years. Um, so I was 15 and he was, you know, like 20 at this point, which is awful. And, um, finally I was able to get away. Um, I kind of like broke it off, I guess. I don't know. I was just done and, um, getting older and able to find my voice a little bit better. And, um, so that was okay for a while, but as with all women that are abused, we like to go into a cycle and we like to choose the, probably the poorer choice. It's Mm. just what we do girls. Um, Mm -hmm. so no judgment, but, um, I ended up finding this guy when I was 19, he was 29. So there you go. Another old, um, old situation. And I, he was a Marine and he was a bodybuilder. And I remember thinking, oh man, like he's so tough. Like he could protect me from anything is the Mm -hmm. way I saw it. And, um, he had like, he was covered with tattoos. He had tan skin. And so to me, he was super duper handsome. And this guy was also the first time I had ever, um, been with someone that said they were a Christian Mm. and he would read the Bible when he got home every day, shut the Bible and go get high. And we moved in together and all that stuff. And, um, the abuse started really slowly. It started with things like, I mean, gaslighting, but mostly things like don't talk to your family, keeping things really insular, cutting me off from many friends, which girls, that's a big red flag. Like if your guy is cutting you off from your family and friends, that's a really something you got to look at girls. Um, and so that's how it started, but then the physical abuse started. And as a matter of fact, I'm still missing a tooth because of him. And, um, I will say out of all the things that is what upsets me the most because it's my smile. Anyways, he would say he was this Christian and he would use weird verses to like put me down. It was so bananas. And I hadn't really read the Bible before. I didn't grow up as a Christian and, um, he would just proceed to really go at it for the smallest things. Like if I cooked salmon the wrong way and he would just throw the plate at my head, just weird stuff. And it was happening all the time. Eventually I had cried to him and told him I was really lonely. And so he was really nice and he let me pick out any dog I wanted. He was the kind of guy, the abusive guy that would pay me off. So Mm. a lot of times abusers will explode. And then there's this like repentance phase where they feel really bad and they'll do some kind of grand gesture. And then slowly the tension starts building again. And that's a normal cycle guys. So he bought me this mini schnauzer. I was so excited. I named her Molly bear and, uh, she was only six weeks old and I was so excited. I had this buddy, but he ended up abusing her instead of me to keep me in check. And it was something that really hurt me a lot. Sorry. (laughs) Um, it was something that really hurt me. So what I would do is just walk. I would stay out of the house and just walk my dog for miles. And we lived in an apartment complex and people would come out and say, you look so good, girl. What are you doing? Like, oh man, are you dying? You look so good. And it was because I was never, I didn't stop walking because I didn't want to go back in the house, you know? Um, and if he was angry, what I started to do was just grab the dog and we had this walk-in closet and I would hide in the closet until he cooled down. So one day he's particularly angry about something. And this is before smartphones, guys. Um, I 
go into the closet and I have nothing to do. I'm just sitting there and I scooch back and I hit into the shoe shelf like a hanging shoe basket thing and a Bible pops out. I'm like, what? Like, I don't even remember getting a Bible. Like, I don't under, it, it was pink. Like the whole thing was so bananas. So I'm like, all right, well, I've got nothing else to do. I'm just going to kill some time. You know, like, I guess I'll open the Bible. And I opened the Bible. And for the first time in my life, I read, it was the page where Jesus walked on water and all of his disciples were really afraid because it was this big storm. And he comes in and he's like, God. And um, I thought the fact that Jesus could walk through a storm on the water to get to his scared disciples, I thought if he can do that, he can save me. And it was like a bolt of lightning went through the top of my head through my toes it was just just prayed before you know and I was just like Lord if you save me from this I will follow you for the rest of my life which later learned that's called a foxhole conversion and a lot of times they don't stick so like if you're in combat you know you're like please save me whatever so thankfully thank you God mine is still stuck so um the next day was insane because it was only a God thing like I told you my dad was a U.S. Marshal he was a workaholic he, okay. So my boyfriend decides to go visit his cousin in Maryland, which he never left me alone. I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom with the door shut. You know what I'm saying? And he goes to his cousins and I'm like, what? So I call my parents and I'm like, will you please help me get get me out of here? My dad had the day off, (laughs) randomly had the day off. He just bought a new truck that somebody had won at a bingo auction. So already everything's like so weird. And him and a bunch of other U.S. Marshal guys, they come with their trucks, they have their guns on their hips, and they just start unloading that apartment, like, just going crazy. Somebody alerts my ex, lets them know, oh, Shannon's trying to move out. He comes back, and he's trying to be, like, I don't know, real puffing up his chest and bumping into the guys on purpose, just being really rude. Uh, But my dad and his friends, they clean that apartment from soup to nuts in four hours. It was done. Um, I got everything out, went to my parents' house and I slept in a bed and I slept for 24 hours straight. Like I had never, like, I think my body was just like done. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, I felt different, like just lighter. I felt safe. Like I just felt so much better. And so since that day, I followed Jesus. Like I ended up joining a belt. Not that you have to do all these things, guys, if you're a Christian, I'm just It's not like I'm saying I am a really good Christian. It's just, I ended up joining a bell choir and like going to Bible studies and, you know, attending church every Sunday. And that's how I met my husband is, um, I prayed to God one day. I had heard a pastor saying something like you can pray for things on your heart. You know, it's okay. So I prayed, Lord, would you please send me a husband of your choosing this time? And number one, I want him to be patient Number two, I want him to be family centered. And number three, I want him to have a good sense of humor. And I meet my husband at work one day and we become friends because I'm like, I'm not going to date this guy. Like I had no interest in dating him until I started realizing he had like all those qualities. So anyways, we've been married now for 12 years and we have four gorgeous children. And my husband is so patient that it's actually really frustrating. (laughs) So opposite yeah, of like, what you're used to. 
yes there's no there's no yelling coming from him he's just like a little sweet sloth he's cuddly and like i don't know he's not like he's lazy it's just he's he's a cozy guy all the time he's just cozy awesome so how long i'm curious between your prayer till when you met your husband that is such a cool question because it was literally seven days wow seven days (laughs) and the funny thing is so also the job i had was a temp job that i had just gotten because i wanted to make friends so i was like i'm gonna go work in a cubicle place with lots of cubicles because in my head they're all friends they're like talking at the water cooler my first day there I got in so much trouble for talking (laughs) um and you're like this is why I'm here to make friends (laughs) I'm trying to make friends guys like I hit the quota let me talk and um the first time he came over was to fix my computer and the way I looked up at him I guess he was standing in front of a light but it looked like there was a halo around his head and I remember thinking this is that's really, he looks crazy. Like there's a halo, you know, it was, it definitely was striking. And then, um, I was locked in the car parking lot that day. Cause I didn't have a new employee badge. And so he was the only person that had really talked to me. So I was like, would you help me get out of the parking lot? And I turned on my car and I like listening to heavy metal guys, just so you know. And hey. it was a heavy, it was a heavy metal song on. What and he one? Knew it. Do you remember? He knew it. Yes. So, okay. There's a band called Flyleaf. They're Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know which album it was. I don't know which song it was for sure. I love that. I'm a heavy metal metal girl too. He knew it. Oh. He had heard of it before. I love really? it. Really? Okay. So like our favorite band is Tool, but that's not Christian at all. Yeah. Like don't mm-hmm. listen to it if you, if you don't want to be listening to bad music, but that's our favorite <laughs> band. <laughs> I love it. Yeah wow I can't believe you're a heavy metal person too I love that look at see we're not just moms yes yes exactly oh I, there's so much that you said and I feel like I say this in every episode right but like yeah well I said a lot like you you had talked about like your experience allows you to appreciate your husband like so much more and mm-hmm. I am 100% with you there because same thing like my abuse started like very young like Mm -hmm. around age five. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't remember it all still. Mm -hmm. Um, but Mm -hmm. from other eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I was in this same cycle, right. Of just like super poor relationships with guys and, and like uh, my abuse from being very young allowed me to like same thing. 14 years old was being raped by guys at, at parties because I was just into, into all of this, like really bad behavior. I wasn't raised Christian for a very small part of my childhood was Mm -hmm. raised Mormon. Mm -hmm. Um, and so kind of similar was very like legalistic in a sense, right? Legalistic is the word I was looking for earlier. Yes. Yeah. And so like, but I, so many times I just look at my husband and I'm like, God, how am I so blessed? Like, because he is great. But then even with that, like when we met, we weren't believers, we became Mm -hmm. believers together. And so even just like going through that experience is just like, even still like, God, thank you for your hand being over my life. And that's what I see so much of in your story is just like, man, God is right there. And when I share my testimony, I love this because I have counselors, right. Who, if you've like gone to counseling or whatever else, like it's, it's the DSM is like, it's the, 
counselor, therapist, like Bible is what they say. I'm using air quotes, right. Of like mental health and, and mental disorders and things like that, that a lot of times can come from trauma. And I've had a counselor look at me just like in these funky ways sometimes. And I'm like, why are you looking at me like that? Like I'm a very perceptive person. Like I am very aware of my surroundings and, and she's like, I just don't understand. Like, according to everything I have been taught, like, you're not supposed to be this way. You're not supposed to be this like thriving and joyful and like person. And so like in my testimony, I love to share about how, you know, other people who've gone through what I've gone through a lot of times end up addicted and whatever else. And I was for a period of time. Um, Oh, I've got depression, girl. I have medicine for that, but yeah, we've all got our thing. Yeah. But like, I feel like God opened up, he locked a lot of like my trauma in this like box in my mind. And it was like filed away way at the back of my memory, um, where it was like, anytime, you know, a little odor would sneak out of it. It's just like, (gasps) no, that's a lie. The smell. Sorry. Like I couldn't just deal with the smell of leather for a really long time. Just weird things like that. Sorry. It's like, nope, that's a lie. That's too bad to remember. Like, just get rid of it. And it was like instant, like very strong coping mechanism. But then one day the, the box just opened and it was like, I can't, I can't close this, like sitting on it, shoving the stuff inside, you know? Oh, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. God opened it when he knew I was going to fall into his arms and not something else. And so just totally beautiful story. I feel like that same thing, right? He like, you leaned back and this Bible fell onto you and like what really, really hard and difficult circumstances to walk through, but just to know, like you said, it was Psalm 40, one mm-hmm. through four. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. verse is John 10, 10. Oh. The thief came to steal, kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Oh, very, very similar. Just like, I love that we have memorized, right. We can say verbatim these verses that transformed our lives. And just like, that is the power of Christ y'all like get it. He's God is such a gangster. Like he's so cool. You guys don't even know. Yeah. I hope you know, but he's just, I love the way he orchestrates stuff. And honestly, like my life hasn't been amazing, but it is amazing to me. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if somebody were to look in, they'd be like, she's had a lot of hardship, you know, <laughs> Yeah. like, why is she still laughing? Um, but I can see God so much. Like I have such a good relationship with him. I love him so much. And I can tell he loves me, you know? And it's like, I finally got comfortable to the point where if I ask for something and the answer is no, like, it's okay. Like, I still know he loves me. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, no, totally. hundred percent. Because that, I feel, I feel like truly that's how it should be. And like, like you're saying it was so difficult and traumatic, right. That you would not wish it on anybody. No, but God has been able to like rewrite that and show you like his goodness in it. So in a sense, like you said, you're grateful for it. I'm grateful for all that I've endured because it's, it's molded me to be the person that I am today. And it's allowed me to be able to reach people in a way that like we live in a sinful and fallen world. And there are people who experience this type of these circumstances at the hand of others all the time. And Mm -hmm. who's going to help them, right? Mm -hmm. Not people who've lived these like perfect, financially stable, Christian, multi-generational families with, with perfection. And I remember even shortly after becoming a believer, like there were people 
that I would reach out to that were believers. And I'm like, man, this and this and that. And they're just like, I'm sorry. Like, I've never experienced anything like that. Like, I don't even know how to yeah. help you Like, through. they're just and so it's naive. Like, or, yeah. It's like a slap in the face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, at the same time, I look at these people and I'm like, I want my children to grow up like that, you know? And yeah. so I've had a couple different counselors, um, on the show and therapists. And one of them that was just on recently was talking about the number one thing that helps a child, like grow up in adolescence and all these other things into like a stable adult and, and stay away from abuse and, and drugs and just get into risky things is having a good, close relationship with an adult that respects mm. them. Mm. Other thing that I know from elsewhere, not one of the counselors said, but like dinner as a family at the table and having Aww. just genuine conversation. And so those are two things that we're really, really trying to implement in our family to make sure mm-hmm. our children know that like, we are a safe space and, and no, you know, like, and I, I kind of heard that in your story with your mom, like there's reasons why you oh, yeah. are able to go to her and tell her, because I mean, for me a long time, like, and when you're abused, obviously a lot of people are, um, like these groomers and abusers, like they know how it works. And for mm-hmm. me, it was, well, you can't tell anyone because if you did, you're, you're going to be in trouble. You're the one. Well, that's also the a lot of times it falls on the girl, like the girl's mm-hmm. the slut. It's just so mm-hmm. awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember like trying to share with my mom and I'd be like, this thing happened to my friend, even though it was me yeah. just to see how she'd respond. And it would, she would be so harsh. And so that's one thing that I learned from my family is I need to watch the way I talk about all people in front of my kids. Yes. And our family motto is that there's nothing you could ever do that would make us not love you. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we want our kids to know that they can always come to us. And one time I went to a parenting conference and the lady had said, the most important thing to do is to respond and not react. And so frequently, the first thing we want to do is react and not actually respond with the right kind of uh, heart or the right things, you know? Yeah. It's still hard. It doesn't mean it's, (laughs) we're going to get it wrong. You know, we're sinful. So perfect. Absolutely. No, no. I love this conversation. I love that it's gone from like what, what it's like growing up in abuse or like living through that experience and, and being a survivor, but then also like how we can see God using it for good and how we can as moms show up for our kids and our families in a way that will, will hopefully put up barriers and a a hedge of protection around our kids and around our family to prevent this from happening in the future. And so mm-hmm. I love that you're a mom of four. Mm-hmm. So like what other like tips or, or <laughs> things do you do? Like having coming from this experience, having kids that are, you know, obviously older than mine. <laughs> um, what other things have you worked to implement in your family based off of your experiences? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing we use all medical terminology for body parts. I don't ever want my child to go to an adult and say, somebody touched my hoo-hoo and the adult has no idea what's going on. I want my children to know the parts mm-hmm. um, and to not be embarrassed about talking about them. Like there's certain, I act like I'm not embarrassed when I share them with my kids, but inside I'm like, oh, you know, um, but they're just growing up knowing that's normal. And then also we've started talking about body safety and 
personal autonomy since they were like two years old. Yeah. Basically, like one of those things is like if um, you know, grandparents are always like, give me a hug, and the kid might be like, I don't want to. And then we force the kid to hug the mm-hmm. grandparent. That's one thing. I'll be like, can you just give them a high five? You know, like yeah. it's okay. So those are the kinds of different things. And um, it's just really has always been important to me for my kids to know your body was made beautifully. Um, God created it and you need to treat it special. And if other people don't treat it special, then, you, you know, it's, it's not good. You got to let us know. So yeah. I love that. Um, do you find as somebody who has gone through this, like sexual abuse in a sense, um, not in a sense, somebody who is a survivor of sexual yeah. and physical and even emotional abuse and all of these right. things, do you find that you're more heightened and aware or, um, Oh yes. Almost. I almost I've got this radar, worried. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got a radar. Not that it's not like I'm trying to be spiritual and be like, I can sense their energy, but at the same time, like I can sense their energy, you know, like I can tell if someone's just a little, I don't know, not like I've met pedophiles really, but I, you know, if someone's a little too touchy or their smiles a little bit too much, like they're a shark in a fishbowl and they're going to eat everybody. There's just Mm -hmm. little things I get little um, hints on. And it's funny because I really like all people. Like I love getting to meet people. But once in a while, there will be somebody where I'm like, I'm not this person. There's something going on. I can sense it and I'll shut down. And my friends will be like, I don't understand why you don't want to invite so-and-so to this. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I don't know. There's something going on. And then, you know, like three weeks later, they find out, oh, this is why. Okay. Shannon, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I hear you so much there. Cause I feel the exact same way. It's like my intuition has been made stronger. And for a long time, I would like, I would, I almost want to say, um, I don't know the word for it. I well, would you like, just said intuition, which is way better than sensing energy. So thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like stuff it down. Right. I wouldn't yeah. listen to that, like gut feeling. And, and then I well, was you're to this, for so long, not to, you know, yes. it's and hard. Then I would listen to this sermon one time where it talked about like that gut feeling that gut reaction, like that intuition, a lot of times that is the Holy spirit. Like that is in, in like you're saying energy, right? Like Paul talks about, it's not against the, the print, the principalities and powers of this world. It's like, it's the spiritual realm that we are dealing with. And I think a lot of the times, like we can sense those demons in others because we've been so close to them before. And so (laughs) we're like uh, ghost hunters. We're demon hunters, dude. This is so cool. Uh, I was just reading this thing the other day too, that talked about, um, that just, it was just talking about, like, I feel like so many Christians, especially in America, American believers, like they want to ignore the spiritual realities in the spiritual realm. And it's like, no, like we have the power of Christ living in us. And he said, we will do even greater things than he yet. We're, we just like, want to take this major backseat role to, to our lives and to living. And so Mm -hmm. I think it is like, we need to be so close to him and so connected to him that we can, we can feel those pushes and those calls of the Holy spirits of the Holy spirit yeah, of the Holy yeah. spirit in our life and, yeah. and use it to protect our families in a sense, not that we're taking his place, but 
man, I'm so glad I'm having this conversation with you because it's, it's been something that's really important on my heart. Um, yeah. another guest that we have, I don't know if they're coming up or if they've already been on yet, <laughs> but, um, she has a TikTok page and I think it's called out of the, called out of darkness or called out of the darkness. Um, Lala, she is a, a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And she shares like groomer, groomer tips, um, like educating moms and families. Like this is what groomers are doing. This mm-hmm. is how to recognize she shares That's books great. on like how to protect your children and stuff like that. So I'm super excited about that coming up as well. Um, because as somebody who's gone through this, like, like you're saying these multi-generational, like Christian families who, who maybe, you know, are, it's hard to understand what we've been through. Like their, their eyes might be blinded to a lot of this happening in the world. Um, and so I think it's just really, really important to share. So thank you for having this conversation with me today. I know you have a ton of resources and spaces and, and things for people too. So do you want to take a moment to share about those with us? Oh, cool beans. Yes. So one thing I'm super excited about, I just made a Facebook group called Mamas Need Love. And I'm so excited about that. I just want it to be a safe place for women to let their hair down and share their struggles, but also to support each other as women, not just moms. You know, I want it to be a safe place where they can say, I had a really good day. And we can all be like, that is so great, girl. And also a safe place for them to be like, I'm feeling really depressed right now. I think I have postpartum depression, you know? So it's mama's need love. And then I have a downloadable PDF on my website at nestingwiththeearlybirds.com. There's an E before the Y. My husband has an English name. Um, So it's E-A-R-L-E-Y. And it's pretty cool. You just put your email in and then it's a five-day prayer guide. And it helps strengthen your relationship with Jesus because it's all about what does Jesus say about you? So it's pretty cool. I love, love, love that. And I don't know that I had mentioned earlier, but Shannon is also a podcast host. She has nesting Mm -hmm. with the early birds. Um, wait, you did just say that, didn't you? I think I said just my email. What a loser. Yeah. I'm a podcast (laughs) hostess too. (laughs) I know you had said nesting with the early birds, but Yeah. I'm going to drop all of this in the show notes, you guys. So you'll have those links. You're just able to click and go to her group, sign up for that five-day prayer download. I'm going to be doing that because it's always helpful to have more, more things on hand when you come to those situations where you're like, I don't know what to pray or even just strengthening your prayer life. So thank you for that. Um, last question before we jump off. Yeah. What does intentional abundance mean to you? That's a great question. Uh, well, intentional, you know, it's on purpose. It's something that you're, you're doing with reason and with purpose. When I think of abundance, the, the only thing I can even think about is the Bible verse about he calls us to an abundant life, to live life to the full. And I really think that intentional abundance means God has given you this life. He has given it to you as a gift. Everything in your life is a gift Mm. and you need to understand that and open your eyes and see that. And what are you going to do with that gift? How are you going to glorify God? That's what I see about intentional abundance. Love it. How beautiful. I'm I'm amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It has been such a wonderful conversation with you, Shannon. I'm so excited to just get to know you even more and plug into all these spaces that you have available for us. Um, and 
I appreciate you being on here. So thank you so much for sharing your heart and your story and your testimony, um, and these tips with moms. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Everyone have a blessed day.